Hey, before we get started, guys, I want to give you a warning that this episode contains talk of domestic violence um, pretty much throughout the entire episode. So if that is something that would make this a tough listen for you, take care of yourself. Don't listen to this shit. Go do something else. Later. here and welcome to another episode of Bye Pumpkin. I gotta tell you guys, I'm exhausted. It is 11 p.m. on Saturday night and this is a, uh, it's late. <laughs> it's late. I, um, I could have been recording hours ago, but I just hung out with my family today and did family shit and then played video games and then we did some Lego shit for a while and then after everyone went to after we ate and everyone went to sleep, I watched Family Karma for a couple hours. I really like that show. I have to say, I really like that fucking show. Um, I liked that it's set in Miami. It feels very Miami too. I like that everybody on there is South Asian. I believe they're Indian. I could be wrong. I don't. I, it's it's. I I could absolutely be wrong. But I just find it to be a show I don't have to think that much about. You know. Um, part of, uh, my podcasting journey has been that I don't get to relax as much watching TV as I used to because, you know, housewife shit used to be my turn off. You know, I turn, I pop that on and I completely turn off because I mean, what's there to think about? But, you know, a lot of times I have to talk about those sorts of things. Um, I'd go back and watch vintage shows. I'd watch Denise Richards' old fucking reality TV show and have a ball and not think about a goddamn thing. But that's not really it now. Even like, I'll be watching a documentary on Netflix or HBO Max and be like, hmm, I'm enjoying myself. Oh, I should probably do this for the pot. And it's hard to just turn off. And I know I'm not going to talk about family karma. There's nothing to talk about guys. It's, um, it tries hard to, to, to have a little bit of drama. Um, it is very much like, um, it's like going back to the beginning of Shaws of Sunset, except Shaws of Sunset was always fueled by like cocaine and steroids. And I just don't believe the, uh, the karma gang is, um, some of them are doing steroids, obviously, but I don't know how much cocaine's being done. Um, right now they're trying to, uh, paint fuck his name. The one that looks like fucking Aladdin, <laughs> the goofy Aladdin. Um, they're trying to make it so that he has like a drinking problem. I don't know. I mean, sure, if you say you have a drinking problem, who am I to be like, you don't have a drinking problem? But I'm just thinking to myself, like, okay, well, I mean, you drink a tenth of what Reza drinks, and he's not going to go to rehab, so what do you want? Uh, I never said I wasn't wild, guys. I never said that. But yeah, I, I, it's, it's more of a silly show, you know, than it is a, um, you know, it's been a drama show, but yeah, if like I had my picks and chooses, I would be out there playing God of War. You guys uh, know I'm sexually attracted to Kratos, who is the <laughs> the main character of the God of War series. Um, his body 
is actually red and white because um, it is the ashes of his victims, ashes and blood of his victims. Maybe not even his victims. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. And guys, I'm not attracted to the newish Kratos and the latest um, God of War franchise, God of War games. No. The, you know, the thick one with the, no. I'm attracted to the one with um, the pixelated one. <laughs> but yeah, I love to be playing God of War and, or fucking Kingdom Hearts for the 50th billionth time. And then watching Family Karma. But you know what? A while ago, I was like, you know what would be fun? Let's have a podcast. And it was the worst decision of my life. <laughs> I'm joking. It's not the worst decision of my life. I actually really like this podcast. And and although December was lovely not having to do any shows, I was excited to come back. Really. I really was. Felt good those first couple of episodes. But... What am I talking about right now? Nothing, nothing at all. Um, so let's talk about Chris Brown. <sighs> I don't want to be fucking talking about Chris Brown. I don't. So one of the lovely things about not being one of the wonderful things about being black is that I don't have any Trump supporting family members. I don't ever have to go to a family event and someone's like, yeah, we should like definitely do blah, 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 right? So, you know, when everybody's having those conversations and will be having those conversations in 2024, um, I will not because I'm black. So, <laughs> so um, awesome. That's good for me. But let me tell you what I do have to talk about. I have to at least twice a year tell a family member that Bill Cosby was not buying NBC and he was not framed. I have to ask family members to not play R. Kelly songs. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. R. Kelly is a fucking monster, but he's also the soundtrack of our of our lives. R. Kelly has written so... R. Kelly's immensely talented at being a monster, and but also at music. And I don't know... I, too... Listen, listen. I, too... Uh... Um... Can't control my body when the remix to Ignition come on. I can't do it. What do you want from me? That song, I'm a flirt, is so fucking good. So here's what I do. I stay away from that shit because I literally can't be bouncing my booty. I was going to say bouncing my booty to I wish. Um, <laughs> that's not a song you bounce your booty to. But you know what I'm trying to fucking say. So, you know, I just, you know, stay away from that. And yeah, I have to ask people to stop playing R. Kelly songs. And I have to have that conversation. And you know what else I have to do? I have to leave rooms when my second cousin is telling me how she just cannot wait to go to a Chris Brown concert. And you know, 
you know, recently I was in a barbershop and I hate going to the fucking barbershop. I have found a barbershop near me that I have four sons. They need their hairs cut. Their hairs. They need their hair cut. I recently found a barbershop near me that uses the app The Cut. And so I got a barber. Barber. He's so, he's a nice guy. I, I uh, schedule him on the app. When I get there, he is ready. Okay. He's not cutting someone else's hair or, or down the street or around the corner. He's there. He's ready. He's, he does what he's going to do. He charged me what he's going to charge me. I tip him. I pay him through the app. Bam, we're done. Love it. Okay. But I don't like going to those sorts of places, mostly because um, large groups of men have always been a scary place for me. And also, the things they talk about at the barbershop are ridiculous, right? And they're usually watching something. I'm like, I don't want my kids watching this. But okay, fine. And one time I was in there and they're just playing music videos. And I don't know if they're somehow on a... If they're somehow like they're on a Chris Brown music video station. Maybe they're on a YouTube channel. I'm not sure. But all the music videos were Chris Brown. And I don't ever ask them to change the channel or anything like that. Even sometimes when they're watching... They're, I think once um, they were watching a movie that had like... That my six-year-old couldn't watch. You know what I'm saying? And they were happy to like flip it to something else. But... I, I'm, I'm not a person that goes into public spaces or community spaces and goes, oh, I'm here and I would like it to look like this. That's not what I do. So I don't care. I had a book and I had my AirPods, so I'm not paying attention. But I look up and I'm like, what year was this filmed? I'm like, oh, Chris Brown has continued to just be alive and make music and go on tours Chris Brown has had a whole fucking career since I left him. And I, that I don't know about. And it seems like the motherfucker still be dancing. I didn't, I had no, I was like, what is this? I don't know why. I just assumed Chris Brown died. And, but no, that's not what happened. He was, he's been around. Um, why am I talking about Chris Brown? I'm talking about Chris Brown because today's episode is Ayanla Fix My Life and it's an episode with Karuchi Tran. Um, it's season three, episode eight, according to the Discovery Plus app that uh, Ayanla Fix My Life is on. And I wanted to do this episode because it's the episode where Ayanla's mammy titties first come out to play, all right? You know, Ayanla uh, uh, is famous for pressing the face of um, participants on her show to her breasts. Uh, she'll also make you lay in a field. Don't worry, we'll get to Solo and Nephi at some point. Um, but this is my first, like, memory of her being like, come get on my titties. Um, the time, basically what happened is that Chris Brown, about two years after Rihanna, 
Chris Brown dated Sir Dating Karuchi Tran. And they dated on and off for maybe four or five years. And until it was announced that he had like a nine-month-old baby, that kid named Royalty, with uh, a model. Everybody's a model. Yeah. And they broke up publicly then. But their relationship was like a lot of on and off, a lot of back and forth, a lot of speculation because of Rihanna and Chris. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of Krishan and uh, Blueface. Not exactly because it was, Krishan and Blueface are, um, people keep calling them the new Bobby and Whitney. And no, that's not what this is. Listen, Bobby and Whitney were a fucking mess. Whitney talks about him spitting on her and like drawing evil eyes all over the house. And they just were kind of locked up in that mansion in Atlanta, just like smoking crack and like in one area of the house. And Bobby Christina's being looked after by aunts and uncles on another. Like, um, and Bobby Brown claims. <laughs> Talk about this all the time. Bobby Brown claims that he was cooking crack and had a heart attack and fell to the ground unconscious. And when he got the crack and Moon walked out the room um, to do the crack, like it, uh, a literal house of horrors. But Blueface and Krishan are, they have their own show. I don't, I don't know what network it's on. Some of the YouTubers I follow talk about it sometimes. I don't watch it. It's somewhere in the land of like Jocelyn's cabaret or something. It's it's somewhere over there. It's on some some channel that I don't even think my TV gets. I don't think I can stream it. I don't believe I don't believe I can connect to whatever the fuck that is. But you know they're they're fighting families in the street. I, I guess they they're fighting each other in the street on camera. Um. Uh. From people who actually have eyes on the show, the show is like really uh, bad uh, and stressful. And like they'll just be doing, I guess, talking heads and Krishan will just start sucking Blueface's dick like dur- during the talking head. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> but that's not what, what Cruci and Chris Brown were. They... There was just a lot of drama in their relationship and the fa- and the Rihanna of it all was was very much evident in their relationship. So when they broke up, it was a huge thing. And Karuchi kind of did like a little media tour. And the first thing I saw her on was this. Ayanla Fixed My Life. Now, remember, I told you guys, there are different iterations of Ayanla. There are, yeah, her doing her quote unquote ministry. There are her, um, her doing kind of like a round table discussion on like black men and incarcerated, you know, like stuff. But then there are these things that are, um, essentially just celebrity interviews. That's really what they are. Celebrity interviews with Ayanla talking in riddles. Okay. And that's why the title is just exclusive, Karuchi Tran. Um, so I want to start with which Ayanla we're getting this, this time. This is our 
um, buzz cut, red hair, Ayanla. Um, she is wearing a, a pink pleather jacket and, uh, very high heels. And she, you know, she, you know, she, she's running the, the women's conference, but I mean, she's like not a normal women's conference leader, like a cool women's conference leader. That's, that's what she looks like today. Um, Karuchi or Kay, as she, as I guess people call her, um, is fucking beautiful. Like I am struck by, (laughs) she's so young. I think she's like 25 in this. Uh, let me double check. I'm back. She was like 26 or 27. She's actually 34. Um, as of right now, she's a year older than Chris Brown. Um, she looks so young. And even in this, she looks so fucking young. Um, just an incredibly beautiful person. And you know, um, there are a lot of beautiful people in this world, but I am like struck at how fucking pretty she is. She's just a little person. She's so little and cute. Um, in fact, this whole episode, like, so they're doing montages with Rihanna. Rihanna, like, guys, fuck Rihanna's beautiful. (laughs) Shit. Um, even Chris, the montage they're doing with Chris Brown is Chris Brown, you know, run it forever on the dance floor, Chris Brown. You know what I mean? Um, like he is very young and like, looks like he has the entire world that had, you know, in front of him, uh, in some of these pictures, like, damn. And I forget how like he was everywhere, every fucking where. Um, it was the year the office uh used forever on the dance floor. Um, in the in the wedding for Jim and Pam, it was such a big, it was such a big fucking deal, and uh, part of the media blitz for that song were people using it weddings and like sending, like and and posting it to to, to social media. It's just so fucking much. Um, so they started dating like two years after what happened at uh, this Grammy night um, with Rihanna, with Rihanna and uh, Chris Brown. Actually, her name is Rihanna. She that's how she says it. We just been saying it wrong, but I'm sorry if you let me call you Rihanna for a really long time. I like. I guess she's fine with it. Um. You know, this is an excellent time for, uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the deal with that is. But um, Troy did an episode on Chris Brown and Rihanna. Um, and f- uh, he might have done it back when it was called, S- Dunzo is Dunzo, guys. You you, you know that. But also, like, uh, this might have been back when it was Smushroom. The Smushroom. But he actually, like, read from the um from the uh the police report and it is wild what actually happened and what my understanding of what happened was at the time like over the years I've gotten more and more understanding but I really just thought they had an argument 
It took a, like, until those pictures came out, and I guess the pictures came out pretty quickly, but I'm just saying, like, as it was happening, I was like, oh, they had an argument. I'm like, what the fuck are they arguing about? And the pictures came out. I was like, oh, my fucking God. Rihanna looks a lot like my cousin. My cousin, or, or maybe my cousin looks like Rihanna. But um, those pictures were hard to look at. Um, but anyway, Troy, Troy, like, went through exactly what happened that night. Guys, he tried to kill her. He tried to kill her. He was driving and punching her. He was trying to kill her. And I don't, like, I'm not going to sit here and do levels of domestic violence or intimate partner violence as, as I guess is a, is a better term, for, a more accurate term for it now. Um, there are like lots of ways to participate in domestic violence. Lots of ways. We could be something as small as... Um, it means something as small as, not small, but you understand something like we're arguing over keys and somebody pushes somebody or somebody knocks someone down. This is bad. But whatever that is, what Chris Brown and Rihanna were going through, were, were, what Chris Brown was doing to Rihanna was on the far other end of the spectrum. He intended to kill her. He told her he was going to kill her. It's a lot, okay? And I and I would like invite, if you don't quite remember, I would invite you to go back and revisit that. You know, at the time he just like been through, not been through, at the time he had just been, um, you know, this young guy from Tappahannock, Virginia, Tappahannock, Rack, Rappahannock, right? near each other and it's a small town uh it's if i recall um we used to have friends that live there we go there all the time um if i recall it's on the way to king's dominion if you live in southern on the southern coastal virginia as you you move up to richmond king's dominion is up there um he had just been like this small town guy with a big smile and a young face and a lots of moves and stuff and immediately after I mean this happened you know even though there were still lots of people that were like oh you know and one of them is Tiana Taylor guys oh you know she's one of them island girl you know how they are he didn't even want to date her this was for PR and it probably yeah 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 and, you know, um, she, she's not innocent. You know, people were, that was going on. Like she had to, she was doing this Oprah, uh, kind of tour thing going. And it really, it broke the spell of this guy from small town, Virginia, who just like dances and idolizes Michael Jackson, which, <sighs> and so <clears throat> my boss loves Michael Jackson and talks about him all the time. And I work with a bunch of young people and I am the only person who actually knows who Michael Jackson is. Not like really, like one of them asked if Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson were related. My boss told a joke about Stevie Wonder the other day. And I was like, I'm glad you told me, I'm glad you told the joke to me because they don't know who Stevie 
And, she, and, and he's like, no. I was like, they don't know who Stevie Wonder is. They don't know who Stevie Wonder is. And uh, he went into someone else's office and came back and was like, they don't know who Stevie Wonder is. I was like, yeah, you got to update your references, babe. You got you to gotta update them because they don't fucking know who that is. Do you want me to tell you about Krishana Blueface? Huh? I've actually been thinking a lot about how um, when I'm no longer going to care about like current pop culture, like when am I going to be like, I don't know who any of these people are. Because I already don't know who a lot of people are because because internet shit. I'm, I'm, I wonder when the day is going to be like, I'm like, I do not know who anybody is. It might be today. I might already be there. Because I told you guys, I watched Knives Out and Onions Out. for. The, don't tell me what it's called. It's called something. But it should be called Onions Out. What? Is this not a sequel or what? Knives Out, Onions Out. The next one could be called Avocados Out. Tomatoes Out. Hire me. Hire me to help. Anyway. And I was like, oh, is that who fucking Anna de Armas is? Like, I feel like I know all about the shit with her, but I could not have picked her out in a fucking lineup. <laughs> um, I've been thinking a lot about it, especially because the other day, um, I was on, either on the phone or something and my 11 year old, my second oldest son went outside to play. He's got a phone for Christmas. And so he sent me a text that says BRB and I text him back. Um, and he goes, oh, it means be right back. And I was like, yeah, I, I. I know what it means. I was on AOL catfishing grown fucking men 20 years before you were born. I got, I, I know what BRB means. <laughs> like, I'm umming you because it's 530 and we're like 15 minutes from dark and you're not allowed out after dark. So where the fuck are you going? B, BRB where? Where, where are you? <laughs> And I just think it's so funny that I wonder when we'll get to the point where they know more about internet culture than I do. And yeah, I, I've resisted thinking of myself as an internet-y person, mostly because I can like, I can leave it alone. But I am more internet-y than anybody I know in real life. I do know more. Um... I, so I'm like, <laughs> so I'm, I wonder when we'll get to the point where they're going to tell me something and they're going to be like, oh, that just means so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, okay. I wonder what that, what is going to be? It's not going to be BRB, cheeks. Let's get the fuck out of my face. I don't know. He had come to me. Everybody's grounded right now. Cause you know, uh, it, I got a text message from school that basically all of my children were acting up at the exact same time, but in different ways. And I'm like, not on my watch, motherfucker. And so everybody's grounded. Nobody's had a phone or an iPad or a Nintendo Switch. I took the cord from their TVs. It, the shit's gone. And so, and I actually got a text message from one of Bunny's friends today going, I haven't really heard from Bunny. I'm like, yeah, she's grounded, babe. She's, you'll see her at school on Monday. Um... But like, where was I going with that? Oh, um, 
just like, I'm just thinking about, like, Cheeks asked me about God of War, which he saw in Roblox. And because he doesn't have, he doesn't have regular YouTube. He only has kids YouTube. He doesn't get to watch YouTube videos. Um, and like everything at school is fucking blo- He doesn't get to watch stuff. So sometimes he asks me questions and it's mostly from Roblox. Um, and like, I'm like, here's the thing. Like, yeah, it's like one of my favorite franchises. Um, I'd love to like start over on the first fucking game and like play it through with you. But it's like literally not appropriate for 11 year olds. There's, um, a mini game where you have to have sex with like three women and gives them orgasms. It's, he's like, he's like popping the heads off of people. There are lots of tits in this game. Like, and I adore it. Like I fucking love it. But you know, I didn't, these aren't the words I used for him, but I was just like, it's not our time yet. <laughs> it will be our time. You and me will be God of warring it. But for now, we're just going to have to do Kingdom Hearts. We're going to have to do the Disney shit, which is a, like an incredibly important game to me. What is so long for Kingdom Hearts 3? So fucking long. <sighs> um, We're never getting a Kingdom Hearts 4, right? It's not, it's just not going to happen. And I'll like play Breath of the Wild. I remember this one time I had to ground him because he was at school trying to get, trying to look up Breath of the Wild fucking, it's a Zelda game. This is such a, it's an open world. It's so fucking good. Um, I think that the sequel's delayed. Uh, we're so, he's like at school trying to search for Breath of the Wild, like walk through stuff and and he wasn't, and he got in trouble because it pinged on his fucking, but on his fucking iPad and brought the teacher over and she took it from him. And he was like, well, I was looking for the sword. I was like, you don't have enough XP for the sword. <laughs> it's in the fucking forest. <laughs> you like, you, you're not ready for the sword. Okay. When you're ready for the sword, come talk to me. I'll show you how to get it. But listen. You've got to do some leveling up. Like, <laughs> and I'm literally like, <laughs> arguing, like being like, and the you searching for it at school while you're supposed to be doing your math is not how this <laughs> But I wonder when we'll get to the point where they're playing games that I not only am not interested, I've never heard of. When... They are using slang that I do not know. I don't know when that's going to happen. I'm I'm sure it's soon. I'm like old as fuck. But I think the fact that I'm like an internet-y person might be changing. And I, I greatly resist that. I greatly resist that label. Because I don't... It's not how I identify. But I am always on the fucking internet. I think we all are. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let me get back to this. So the reason that, so like Chris Brown literally tried to kill Rihanna. And I understand that the, the that it's like, it was messy. And as she told Oprah, she was worried about him. And, and also like they were back and forth with each other afterwards to a lot of people. And, and you know, 
people use that as an excuse to like kind of downplay what he did. And the fact that like, he's a crazy, he's a super angry person. He's been abusing women probably before that, but that, but that kicked it off. I mean, he's throwing, he's trashing Good Morning America and breaking out his mama's fucking windows in her cars at rehab. I mean, he really, he really did have a pretty squeaky clean image one day. And the next day he was like, ha ha. I'm the villain. Like, it really was, like, night and fucking day. Or it felt that way. It's in terms of, like, what we got through media. Um, And I have to just, like, remind you and remind myself back then. Because, you know, um, I don't know that I that I was this steadfast about this. But, people, like, just because... It sometimes takes people a long time to extract themselves from abusive relationships. And just because they go back and forth does not mean it's not abusive. And I, 2023 princess really, really tries not to judge because we're all making bad decisions all the time. I have a friend whose sister is engaged to a person and no, she's married, including the sister. And she's like, I am not going to any, like, I'm not doing anything with this wedding. I'm not going to be in this wedding. I'm not going to this wedding. I'm not doing all these things. And I just reminded her, like, she dated, like, and is back together with, like, the worst person on earth. And I come to celebrate you. That's what I do. And we're all making bad decisions. I'm sure I've made a, a lot of bad decisions with my husband. I'm sure there are people that do not think we should be together. Sometimes it's us. <laughs> We're actually talking about doing a vow renewal. And I, I said, I said like, you know, let's do like a quiet vow renewal. Like, and he, he immediately jumped to let's have a party and let's have this and let's wear this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I literally thought we were going to go on like a vacation and just do a quiet vow renewal with the two of us. And he was like, that's how we got married. No, we're going to go with this, blah, blah, blah. I was like, never mind. <laughs> but we might do something. We don't know. I was like, yeah, if we're still together at 20, let's do something. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but we have to start planning. And like, what if we start planning that you try to leave me? And like, But <laughs> I'm just saying, nobody's in a perfectly healthy relationship. It's just, I don't know. Relationships are like living organic things and they ebb and flow. And so I, I feel like I've grown up enough to stop judging people. And this is my real life, not on the podcast on the podcast. What if I got on this podcast and was like, I don't judge. I don't, I just, I just mind my business. Like what, who the fuck wants to listen to that? But in like everyday life, I'm just like, dude, Everyone's doing the best they can. And when they know better, they're going to do better. And I support the people I love. And I and I don't know that I was that, like, ambivalent back then. I, I might, I mean, who fucking knows? I might have been like, yeah, it, it, uh, that Rihanna's stupid. Like, I might have, but I don't think I'd say that now. I, I'd mostly be like, you know, shit's hard, man. We're all trying to do the best we can. And, but that for me does not take away what happened. And 
I, I know other people, I guess he had some, I guess Chris Brown had some good songs after that. And they were like, well, tired, tired of dealing, tired of dealing with, uh, negative feelings about him moving on. But that's not me. Um, recently Kelly Merlin came out and, um, about how, how, like, when are we going to forgive Chris Brown? I think, uh, Jordan Sparks had said something about it because that song, No Air, was supposed to be like, it was award season. They were supposed to get a lot of awards and then this happened and, you know, kind of didn't. And uh, to them, I say this. How am I supposed to forgive people who don't, who ain't sorry? You know what I mean? And so like, I feel this way about any celebrity or any person that, um, someone will be like, oh, um, we need to move on. You can't like hold this over so-and-so's head forever. I agree to be completely honest. Like I am not who I was 10 years ago, 10 months ago, 10 fucking minutes ago. I am a different person, but how do you know I'm a different person? My actions changed. And so when it comes to the Chris Brown and Rihanna shit, right? if I can leave you with anything is that one, it was a lot more serious than like a casual observer might know, right? That like, this was not some people pushing each other and things got out of hand, which is still, which is already bad. This was a, this was a brutal attack on an intimate partner. And anytime I see a celebrity in, in, or in, literally anyone, it could be my cousin actually being like, oh, you know, how, what's he supposed to do now? It's been so long ago. It hasn't actually been that long ago. And he's continued to like abuse women since, which is, you know, let's fucking talk about Karuchi. But what I'm saying here is that like somebody who doesn't want to be forgiven and it's just basically like, I'm going to keep doing whatever I've been doing. I don't know what to say about that, you know? I, okay, believe people when they show you who they are. Um, so the reason <laughs> Karuchi does this, Kay does this, and she tells us she wants us to know what, well, the first thing that happens is Ayanla comes in and she's like, oh, this is Hollywood. I'm from the East Coast. I'm not used to this weather. Girl, same. I'm not used to this fucking weather. Um, I'm trying to fight. I've been in Texas for eight years, I think. Maybe it's, it's getting close to a decade, I think. Um, and I'm trying to, like, if you guys live in the Southwest, please give me tips on what to fucking do when the weather is constantly the same. Like, how do you do, how do you, it's not depressing. It's not depressing to know that the weather's going to be the same next week and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that. I'm like really fucking annoyed by it. Please, if you guys live like in Texas or Arizona or fucking Utah or somewhere, please, well, not Utah, but Utah's the Midwest, right? Utah's the Midwest. So guys, Texas is like a very strange state in that there are like five states in this state. There are some people who live in Texas and they live in the Midwest. Those people live in the Panhandle, live near Oklahoma shit. They live in the fucking Amarillo and shit. They live in fucking, um, they live in the Midwest. There are people in Texas who literally live in Mexico. There is no difference from where they live from living in Mexico. Um, 
I live in Central Texas, which is very different from Houston. Houston is Houston is New Orleans' sister city, okay? And they have a lot in fucking common. I actually might be a little happier in Houston. It's a lot blacker, but I grew up in hurricane areas, and I don't know if I want to go back there. But, like, living in Houston, living in Galveston, living in those areas is much different than living in Central Texas. And it's so... You know, you want to live in East Texas? No, you don't. And so, <laughs> there's a lot of places you don't want to live. But uh, if you live in Central Texas and you have the same weather all the time, just like me, could you please explain to me what the fuck I'm supposed to do? How I'm supposed to get through that? Tell me what I'm supposed to do. Send, send me something at okay then princess on Instagram and Twitter and at um my pumpkin podcast on Instagram please uh anyway so you know the first thing where she says that she really wants us to know that she's like that she she's doing this because she wants people to know that there are a lot of things out there that just aren't true about her and she you know she people recognize her from TMZ. She says she wants act. She wants to go on acting gigs, and people are like, "Oh, I know you from TMZ." Now, here's why: because Chris Brown is a drug addict. Okay, um, he doesn't say nothing. He 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 doesn't deny that, and it is what it is. And because he behaves erratical erratically, people he's often on TMZ. But here's the other thing: in the midst of their relationship was when he and Rihanna were dealing with each other again as Kay says they, they were dealing with each other uh and I'll never I never the read talks about this all the time but I always think about this in 2012 Christmas of 2012 she Carucci was at home with Chris CB as and he said I'll be right back I gotta do something and the next thing she knew, he was on TV at a Lakers game with Rihanna. Now, Chris, babe, you didn't think this was going to get some coverage? <laughs> because at the time, people were really obsessed with, with that relationship and whether or not they would get back together. And, you know, there were people actually rooting for them to get back, which is wild. And, and yeah, some of the people were actually in a relationship, but still. And, you know, very humiliating. Um, I think, I think Kid Fury described it as her being at home, um, microwaving a hot pocket and turning on the TV and finding out that her man ain't her man. And yeah, it was stuff like that. It was arguments. Um, like I said, he, he, he acts erratically. So there would be like fights and things and she'd be a part of it. Um, this was... Uh, I think they were on a full-on fucking relationship when he was fighting with Drake over Rihanna. Yeah, another motherfucker right now. I'm fucking sick of Drake. Go somewhere. Um. And so, this is what she means by she'd be on TMZ and stuff, and like she really wants to be taken serious as an actress and everything. Um, Ivana, I, I, Ayana tells Karuchi that she's one of hundreds of thousands of young men who get into unhealthy relationships, young women, excuse me, who get into unhealthy relationships where they get betrayed, abandoned, they get their hearts broken. She says that Karuchi's experience is different because it was celebrity, but everything else is the same. And she asked how Karuchi got there. She, and they met on a styling job and 
she gave her number to one of his backup dancers, his dancer who gave it to her, who gave his, her number to him. She, it's not very clear whether he asked for her number through the dancer or whether she was just like, here's my number in case anybody here wants to call me. The celebrity. That's the one. That It's not clear. And the reason I think it's not clear, I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? But the reason I, I'm like calling this out is because, you know, she tells about how he called him, how she called, he called a couple of weeks later and they hung out that weekend, that evening. And Ayala spends some time trying to get her to admit she was excited to be chosen by a celebrity, but Karuchi is like fronting. And I feel confident saying she's fronting because... She's like, well, it was just a regular guy. Yeah, it was new. It was different. Yeah, but he's just a regular, you know, I just take it. It's a regular guy. And, babe, that's not true. And I don't think we need to, like, like, listen, guys. Ayala is a little slut-shaming and and, and, and uh, you get what you get and don't get upset for me. Um, but... I don't think we need to pretend as if you were not a part of his celebrity is not what attracted you to him because it is, it is celebrity and power and access and fame or infamy is, is attractive. Um, and pretending like it's not makes the rest of your story less believable. It's a whole Robin from sister wives thing. Guys, I did, I did a Rob, I did a sister wives wrap up on the Patreon. Is it patreon.com? backslash by pumpkin i did that uh last week this week i did um the mcmillions um documentary i'm gonna apologize right off the bat to anybody who listened to that and i at the part where i was laughing for a solid 15 20 minutes to myself about a strip club called the fuzzy bunny where women were wearing clothing Any outfit you can get from a fucking TJ Maxx. They were in <laughs> and just dancing. And apparently this was horrific. And the county was trying to shut them down. But like um, with the sister wives thing, I keep telling you guys part of the reason that that um, people don't like Robin is because she's lying. And maybe not even about the lot and the shit she needs to lie about. She just is dishonest. And that's what people pick up on. And so... Then everything else, they, they don't want to believe everything else you say. And I don't, I'm not a person that's like, if you lie about one thing, you're lying about everything. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that if you're dishonest with me, I have a right to question everything you say. I have a right to like, be like, hmm, is that what happened? I have a right to do that. And I wish that Karuchi was not lying about this part. The fact that, like, it's because she doesn't want to be seen as, like, a groupie hoe, which is what she's been been accused of for the past five years, previous years. Like, people, there, believe you me, there are people on the internet who really, really love Chris Brown. And they talk so much, like, they really talk badly about her. They compared her to Rihanna. She can't compare to Rihanna. And, and basically called her, you know, a slide, they called called her a groupie hoe. They called her, you know, someone trying to get to come up, and she's reacting to that. But the truth was, that is what makes him attractive: money, access, power, fame. Those things are attractive. The same reason he would not be calling you if you were not the cutest little fucking thing, adorable, beautiful, incredibly attractive. 
And I think if we get honest about that, that your beauty and attractiveness is a commodity that he wanted and in exchange that 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 his um celebrity and and attractiveness Chris Brown is I don't know what he looks like now he looks haggard all the time now but I'm I'm sure at that time he was very attractive to her like yeah yeah like we don't have to lie about that and I'm not going to judge you. Ayanla will, because Ayanla's kind of like a, a church lady, but I'm not going to. Um, Karuchi says that Chris is a big kid, was a good heart, and he's been damaged. Um, and she says she just wants to love him because that's what he needs. And Ayanla challenged her about that. She's like, how do you know what he needs? And then she challenged her about what Karuchi needs and why isn't she someone offering to her. I've talked about this on the Princess Diaries episode and also like in various like episodes I've been doing since the end of the year. Um, since about mid last year, I've been trying, really trying to work on my use of boundaries and like uh, codependency as a whole, right? And, you know, it's not something I would describe myself as like being codependent because I'm not, because I think of as a codependent as someone who's like weak and needs other people to tell them how to feel. And like, that's just really not me. But the more I learned about it, the more I was like, yeah, that is me. The fact that I spent a lot of time fixing others and uh, allowing the needs of others to supersede my needs and allowing the feelings and emotions of others to supersede my own and sometimes even replacing them with my own. Um, it's really hard to describe in like a compact thing, but like I've been reading a lot of books about it and like, like I keep telling you guys, I read everything and I take what I need and leave the rest. If it, if it works for what I'm doing, if it feels good when I'm doing it, if it, if it resonates with me, I'm like, all right, I'll take that on. And if it doesn't, I'm like, oh, that's not me. And a lot of the shit does like resonate with me. What Ayanla's saying there about needs and about who gets what they need and who doesn't is like a thing I'm thinking about a lot right now. Um, essentially a lot with my husband um, I, we recently were, hit our 15 year wedding anniversary and the talk about the way we are a mesh together. Um, it does not mean that I, that we don't love each other, that we treat each other badly, but we, we have, um, issues in, in meshing ourselves together, to, to be honest. And, um, how starting about late last year, we really were trying to untangle some of those things. It's, it's difficult though, because we've been together so long and some of the stuff that we do, we do because we've been doing it forever, but to be better people and to have a better relationship in general. And, and, you know, I, I really want to be with my husband when I want to be holding his hand when we're 80 years old. I want to be sitting next to him and, but I can't do that if we're not committed to like improving our relationship, even at this stage. Um, so I was doing the, the, the bonus episode on Wednesday night, right? So a lot of shit happened. I didn't end up, I didn't end up, uh, finishing recording the podcast till midnight. I have to be up at 5am. Guess what? My husband walked through the door at midnight and like, I hadn't seen him. So we just sat 
and we talked, and then we started moving furniture, and then we, and then we started chit-chatting about this, and I was like, it's 1.30 in the morning, uh, it's 1.30 in the fucking morning, I have to get up in the morning, but I was happy to see him, this dude's my friend, that's my friend, I want to talk to him, I want to chit-chat with him, I want to be like, ooh, and then guess what she said, and then blah, 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 blah. and he was like, yeah. Oh, I had the best chicken sandwich today. Let me tell you about the chicken. Like, I want to talk to him. And we can only get better. We can only continue that. Might not. Don't, don't get me lying. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen tomorrow. But we can only continue that if we strive to be better for each other and with each other. So, this is one of the reasons I'm focusing on that, right? You'll hear me talk about it on the podcast. You'll hear me, but... When Ayanla asks Karuchi about that, that's good to know. Codependent people, yeah, you might be a people pleaser, and that's what I thought of it as people pleasing, and and you really need this from the. But it's also someone who like takes care of other people and makes that like their whole thing, and making sure other people's needs get met. But when you don't take care of your own needs and you focus on other people's needs. You, you don't feel fulfilled. You feel exhausted. You feel sad. You feel worthless. You feel small. Even when you don't know you feel that way until someone's like, don't you feel small? And you're like, fuck, I do. But keep in mind that there is a huge power imbalance in a relationship always. He's got money. He's got status. He's got power. She does not. Um... You know, Ayala goes back to the you're not alone thing then and explain that she has made some classic mistakes that young women make all the time. And she asks her if she's embarrassed that she's still in love with with him, even though he betrayed her. And Karuchi is like, you know, she's tried her best to help him again to help I'm gonna help him, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna fix him, I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna put him on my back and carry him through the through the flames, you. First of all, Karuchi, you you seem like a smooth five four five five tops. And Chris Brown's a large man. You cannot carry him through the fucking fire. He's got to walk. Um, but she talks about how she tried to help him go to church, pray, yoga, meditate. He's damaged, but so is she, and so that's why it felt okay to be a part of that. You know, Chris Brown has been very like vocal about the fact that he grew up poor. His mother was a single mother. His stepfather was abusive. Um, his rage and anger comes from that sort of stuff. Um, I will say this, which is understandable, right? Understandable. We all have shit that happened to us and that, and that made us who we are right now and molded us and put it, it left its fucking fingerprints on us. Right. But, I am no longer interested in being around people who can name exactly what's wrong with them and aren't even doing anything to to work on it. I I, I don't want to hear a diagnosis. I don't want to unless you also tell me what you're doing about it. I don't want to hear about how you know exactly why you talking to me crazy. It's because your mother did this to you and did that to you. Okay, I'm not your mother. These things are not your fault, but they are your responsibilities. And so I kind of don't care. I got my own shit too. And and you shouldn't care 
why I'm doing you fucking wrong. You should care about what I'm doing to make it right. It's okay for you to say that to me too. And I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm this and that. And I got this going on. I have former gift, gift to kid syndrome and, I, and uh, nah, a weird attachment style, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's all great information. Stop fucking with me. I don't have to be around you. I don't actually care what your mother did to you. Um, You know, at this point, I see some people in the background. Like, I'm distracted in the interview because I can see Ayanla and Karuchi in the reflection of the window. Um, I'm like, I don't know. I can't help but look at it and be like, well, who else is there? Because I'm, cause I know obviously there's a cameraman. I'm assuming there's a production producer standing right there. And like, you know. But I see in the background some men like walking down the hallway. And I hear someone like kind of calling to Karuchi and then like they're using their hand to kind of beckon her. And she goes, oh, we're done. And Ayanla goes, oh, we're done. And the guy goes, yeah. And then she gets, Karuchi stands up. It's her manager. Well, we find out later it's her manager. And he doesn't like the direction of the questionings going. And Ayanla says that in a voiceover. And then she says, after some discussion, Karuchi and I decide to move forward. And that's some shade. Because she said it like, you know, we and I, she and I decided to move forward and he was not a part of the 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 situation, the, the conversation. On one hand, like, um, I think it's important when you're a Karuchi Tran or, I mean, truly any kind of talent and that there's a person near you, around that, that says the things that maybe you're not, ready to say I keep saying on that Bethany ever after when Bethany hired that weird guy to be her assistant and he was not helping her leave like if, uh, events spaces she was supposed to be in maybe I'll maybe I'll do Bethany ever after or Bethany getting married no Bethany ever after on the podcast at some point but um he doesn't like the assistant and the manager and the and the people are supposed to be the bad guys they're the ones that say you can only sign one more autograph because we got to go. Not the artist. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, one part of me is like, yeah, thank God she has someone around that goes, let's pause on this because this is what we really want to be doing. But there's also something really strange about this man appearing in this conversation between two women to be like, no, you can't say that. You can't talk. You can't. You, no, we're not doing this. Um, I didn't like it. And I'm sure Ayanla didn't like it either. Cause you, the way her face was when she was walking down the hall is if like, I can fucking leave at any moment. I didn't have to come out. Like I, I knew she felt it too. When they come back, Ayanla says there are going to be times today when you don't like me, which is the classic lines of, which is the classic line of her. She says it all the time. Um, I actually say it to my kids sometimes. And I don't think anybody's going to like me today. It's okay. Cause as long as you love me, cause like I love you. <laughs> um, but she says she has a responsibility to push Karuchi past her comfort zone. And what she won't do is hurt her. And she asks Karuchi to trust the process and stay in touch with what she's feeling. Um, they talk about that Christmas day that where he left her at the house and went to be with Rihanna in a public way and didn't tell her. And But he did tell her. He was dealing with Rihanna. She doesn't know if he told Rihanna she was dealing with him. She was dealing with her. 
But he did tell her. Um, she said she was fine with it because she thought it was a friendship thing. She knew, and then she says she knew, but she didn't want to believe it. And Ayanla makes her go back over that. She's like swinging her head. Her eyes are so big. She looks confused at her own actions because I think she is confused at her own actions. That, and, and like, no shade to her. We all been there, right? Where we are confused at why we would do something, right? Why you would even say that was okay? Why you even let yourself go down there? One of the things that I'm working on right now is not automatically saying yes to things. And I think I'm pretty good. Like, I don't want to do shit anyway. So I think I'm pretty good at, at that already. But just make giving myself the practice of saying, let me think about that. Let me think about that. Okay. Oh, you need, okay, let me think about it. Let me think about it, let you know what I can do. It's been so helpful in setting like better boundaries about like what I will and won't do. I only have so much time on this earth. I can't make more time. I wish I could. If I could just give it like another six hours a day, like guys, life will be perfect. But I can't. We all, we all only get so much fucking time. I'm not special. And cramming everything in the world into these little bits of time is not helping me. It's not serving me. It's not serving the people that I care about. I cannot do everything. It's not possible. So I got to be more, I got to, I got to pull out that spirit of discernment. What can I do? What do I want to do? What's best for me? And just being, and just being like, let me think about it. Let me do. And also I think of myself, like I, 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 I've talked about this before. I literally build myself as a cactus for a really long time. That's, that was my brand is that I don't need things. I don't need things. I don't need to be watered. I don't really need to be in the sun, in or out. No, but still for me, you could go on vacation and come back. I'll still be here. The cat might be dead, but I'll still be here. Like, that's how I talked about myself. That's what I told people I needed. That's what I, I told, that's how I told people to like, take care of me. I'd be like, I don't need things. You don't have to. It's okay. I would say that. And I think the reason I was saying that was because I was afraid people weren't going to do the things I needed to be, have done. And so if I can be like, oh, I don't need that, then it doesn't matter. And I don't have to feel bad about it. And I, I just really build myself as low maintenance, even a low maintenance friend. Like I would do all this shit to be a friend and show for people and either not expect, not allow, not require people to do the same for me. And I would feel shitty about it. But I would just be like, well, I don't need that type of stuff. I don't need hand-holding. I don't need you to remember my birthday. I don't need you to... And, you know, just... It's only been, gosh, maybe a decade that I've been like, actually, I need everything. I need... I need to be fertilized. I need you to water me. I need to be in the right spot in the window or I'm going to die. I need you to remember me. If you're going on vacation, pack me too because I need attention. And um, I'm actually not super comfortable with attention all the time. But still, if like I'm a good fucking friend. People want to be my, you want to be, you wish you were my fucking friend. I'm a damn good fucking friend. I'm, I'm like, once you're in, you're fucking in. And it's, it, it's lovely inside, but I don't always give people a chance to be a good friend to me. 
And if I am will like my my friendship is so fucking special that if I am willing to give it to you, you have got to give me something back. And that's all relationships. I require attention and love and I require you to try. I require effort. Um, it's one of the reasons like this 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 past year I've been like focusing on gifts so much. I'm not really a person that like likes to get things. But I realized that I have been teaching the people around me that I don't need to be given things, which ain't which also isn't true. And so I I have decided my love language is gifts. And not only gifts, I want you to wrap my shit. I want you to wrap my shit. I want a bow. I want uh I want beautifully designed paper made by diverse artists on recyclable materials. I want a gorgeous bow. I want my shit. I want you to get me shit. I want to open this and know that you looked inside my soul and tried to figure out what would best soothe it. I want gifts. And Mr. Curtis most definitely came fucking through at Christmas. I mean, he always is like, he always surprises and he's always tries really hard. But he he did amazing stuff. He really, like, I cannot tell you guys, he got me this pair of scissors, and I know that sounds like a fucking joke, but it's it, it's all I wanted in this fucking world. It is a a fancy pair of scissors. It's, it, it's part of, like, that thing where I'm not a cactus. I'm the most delicate flower you ever fucking met in your life. Take care of me. Like, I, I, I've, I used to get the cheapest thing, right? I didn't even look, I, I don't know what I like. I'm going to buy the cheapest thing. I don't have any preferences. I'm only going to get the cheapest thing here. And this uh, maybe two years, I've started buying myself stuff that like, I stopped, I'm, I'm just really been like, I don't care, like which of these stapler, staplers brings me joy. Which stapler is going to bring me joy? Yeah, no, no, no. it does matter. It does matter. Which one of the... I'm going to have to hold it in my hand. I'm going to have to look at it. Which one of these things is going to make me happy? And I mean, my boss goes in my office all the time and is like, why the fuck are these binders so pretty? These binders are pretty because they're my binders. And I got to fucking look at them. And so I got the prettiest fucking binders I could have. They're mine. And so like, there's these scissors with these little roses this little rose applique thing on them and they're gold and I really wanted them and he found them and gave them to me for Christmas in a beautifully wrapped present. And it's a difference of perspective of like, I don't need things and I like, I'm just going to take the paper off. I'm not worth that to, I should, I should, I should find joy in what it looks like. I should find joy in its use. And you and I am worth you looking for the thing that I want. Um, it's small things. And I like listening to Karuchi talk about that and being and being like, oh, well, I need to do this and I need to do that, and I didn't need this and and camp I didn't know and I thought and I you know I I knew but then I told my I didn't want to believe like I get that I get that we've all been there at some points in our lives in and out in and out in and out and 
like, I think that the important thing, the, the, the thing that, like, strikes me the most about what she's talking about is the public humiliation, right? Um, like, let's talk about Jennifer Lopez. So, Jennifer Lopez is, like, a love addict, obviously. Well, not obviously, but I think the clues say that. And she's someone who just, like, loves to be in love. There's something she gets about the trappings of a love story, right? And it almost doesn't matter who's it's, who it's with. I'm sure it does kind of matter, but, like, uh, I'm not saying that she can, like, switch people in and out there and it doesn't matter. But I'm not saying it's not that either. You know what I'm saying? I don't fucking know. But, um, like, even though I know that's why she is always publicly getting in these relationships and and doing these pat walks and where people, you know, I still am like, that's something I can't do. That's a skill I don't have. I could never publicly be humiliated and keep moving. I, I would shrivel and die on the spot. I don't, I don't trust myself to survive that. And so that's so interesting. Like the fact that she's ever been seen with a man ever again is surprising to me because I personally would have dug a hole and jumped straight into it and then pulled all the dirt on top of me. And all I, I, if I stub my toe on the corner of a door, I'm not going through doors no more. I'm done with doors. It's windows only. That's all, that's how I get in and out of places, windows, because I hurt myself on that door that time and I cannot survive another one of those things. And so I give a lot of props and I, I am with us too, to the fact that she went through this publicly, something that we've all been through privately. Um, You know, they talk about how social media was a third person in a relationship. And I'm not even going to say that, like, girl, it was like the fourth person in your relationship. Actually, you were the third person in your relationship. Rihanna and Chris Brown were in your relationship, were in a relationship. You were the third person and social media was the fourth person. They talk about how people, like, analyzing your every step, people calling you dumb, uh, a dumb bitch, people saying, like, like when, when Chris Brown... When it broke that he had this nine-month-old baby, yo, like, she found out just like the rest of us. Sort of how, um, Carisha found out about Diddy having a new baby. I'm, listen, Carisha and Diddy is, uh, I don't think that's, I, I don't think they're in a relationship relation. you know what I mean? I think that, that it's, uh, good for both of them. To be seen together. I'm sure they uh, fucked a little bit on each other. I'm sure that they hang out. I don't think they have a relationship in which uh, there are expectations about where people are mashing their body parts together. I don't think so. I do think it's weird that Diddy's out here just like making fucking babies and shit. But sure, okay. But kind of how she found out that's how that's how Karuchi found out on the fucking internet in fact she said that Chris was texting her that he wanted to talk to her in person he needed to speak to her and then it broke and that's how they ended up breaking up um but 
people were saying like, oh, they're not really broken up. She was with him when he was doing community service after all these charges. She was with him when he was trying to get back with Rihanna and fighting Drake. And she's going to leave now? Now. Yeah. And I mean, they blurred out the names, but maybe I was one of the people saying it. Maybe. Because that, cause that is something that I you think, you know? You're like, okay, well, but... And also, she... But here's the thing I want to say. One, she contributes to that, and so does he. They, they would tweet things at each other. They would talk about things online. But the other thing is, as much as you're sitting here saying, we don't know you, we're not allowed to talk about you, and, and we haven't walked in your shoes and stuff... Do not fucking act like celebrities don't want us to talk about them. Yes, the fuck they do. They need us to talk about them. That's part of the description. If we're not talking about you, you don't exist. The moment we stop talking about you is the moment you start to really fucking feel it. Chris Brown's whole existence is built on the idea of us seeing him, uh, being interested in what he's doing and saying, being interested in what music he's putting out, what he's doing in his personal life. His whole fucking life is built on that. His bank account is built on that. So as much as like, I like totally understand like, uh, public humiliation, people talking about you having this, having to be in this relationship with Chris Brown, Rihanna and social media. Got it. I understand how frustrating that would be, which is why I'm not a celebrity. It's one of the many reasons I'm not a celebrity. It's one of the many reasons I, I would never date a celebrity. I get that. But the fact is, Ayanla said it perfectly. If you let it, if you, the thing is, if you, if you open the door, you got to let the whole thing in. And this is part of that. I, I have so much empathy for people who want privacy, right? But also like, you don't want privacy, babe. You just want us to say what you want us to say. You want us to only talk about the things you want us to talk about. But it's one or the other. If if you open the door, you gotta let the whole fucking thing in. I, I and and every celebrity fucking knows this, regardless of what they say when they're doing their little interviews and they're like, I just want privacy. Hilaria Baldwin standing out front, <laughs> dude. Something's wrong with her. Something's wrong with her, y'all. Something's wrong with. Like, she, I used to work with a guy who would make up an accent um, while we were waiting tables. He would just decide today he was Australian. Um, even he wouldn't have done, went this far. Even he would, wouldn't. <sighs> but even that is hilarious. You want a million followers on Instagram, right? Because Alec Baldwin's been begging for people to follow his wife for the last couple of weeks, I guess. Um, for her birthday or his birthday. I don't know. Somebody's birthday. You want a million followers on Instagram, but you want to be left in peace when a, when a fucking indictment comes down? What are you talking about? This is not me saying we are entitled to every bit of every part of people's lives this is not, I don't believe that. And I believe people have a right to keep things private. Kylie Jenner, um, when Kylie Jenner did not 
share her first pregnancy with us. I actually thought it was kind of badass, actually. Like, like, it's, you have a lot to say, and I don't care what you have to say, so I just, I don't plan to do this with you. But, I still think it's fine for us to be like, yo, man, you, you can't create Instagram accounts for your children and then say we're not allowed to, like, care what their names are or what they look like. Yes! You either, they, it's either in or out. And I feel the same way about Karuchi. Like, it's either in or out, babe. I know it's hard, but it's either in or out. Um... So, I forgot Christina Milian was in this show episode. And, because she's only in it for a second. Her and Ayala are walking around the block. I guess it's Kay's block. Um, and they're best friends, apparently. Do you guys remember Christina Milian had a show about who, about her and her sisters? Do you guys remember that? It wasn't good. But, it was interesting. Um, and not in a good way. But, uh, um, basically another incredibly beautiful person. Like, damn, what, these people are gorgeous. Um, but she says that Karuchi like keeps a lot of things to herself and does, and like doesn't express herself and really like keeps her emotions in. I like, I feel that, um, that sounds a lot like trying to keep, trying to make things look, pretend like things are one way when they're another way because you don't want people to feel, you don't want to be embarrassed, you don't want people to feel bad for you. Um, at one point, Ayanla and Karuchi talk about how she's very traditional, she wanted to get married and have a bunch of kids, but he didn't want to do that. And she thought he needed more time to grow up. And Ayanla thought, because she was like, she was willing to wait. And, because no man really wants to get married. That's not true. That's a stereotype that like we portray based on CBS sitcoms. That's not fucking true. People who want to be with you say they want to be with you and then they act like they want to be with you. Like that goes all the way back to he hits you so he's he likes you. That's not true actually. But she told herself that. And I am going to ask her, was she willing to wait through the humiliation and the betrayal? And she's like, well, I was waiting for him to mature. And Ayala points out, he literally said that's not what he wanted. He said he didn't want to do that. And that, so, so she's saying that's the reason they don't have kids. You know, Karuchi starts crying and Ayala asks, have you ever cried on some big bosoms? And this is the reason I really want to talk about this episode. Because, like I said, it's the first time... In my memory, that Ayanla articulated what she does, and that's when she grabs you and makes you cry on her tits, and that's what she did. She 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 pulled Karuchi to her chest and rocked her with those mammy titties. You know, she says something that's like I said. Ayanla says a lot of shit. I'll be like, "Girl, what the fuck are you talking about?" But then sometimes she says things, and I'm like, "Yeah, let, write that down." She says. We have all as women betrayed ourselves, but we got to be clear about why you did it. It's not what you did, it's why you did it. And the shame about doing this sort of stuff isn't helpful, right? Shame is like useless. It's a, it's, it's a useless emotion, but unpacking the why is super important because that's what that's what's going to 
going to like be our North Stars and move forward, you know? Why you did this? Now, now let's talk about what we need to do next. Ayanla asks, what does she do in this relationship she will never do again? And she says, allow someone to disrespect her and the mistake she was made by not having a voice. And Ayanla says, adds boundaries. What will you do? What won't you do? Was acceptable. And having a strong no. And I would go so far as to say she doesn't even need a strong no. She needs a no. Let's start there. A, a, just a simple no. Let's get you to that and then we'll, we'll beef it up for you. Cause I don't think she said a lot of no to Chris based on the stuff that happened and didn't happen in a relationship. I don't think she said a lot of no. Ayanla asked if she slept with him too fast, which is on brand for her because Ayanla can be very like respectability politics, very much like, you know, that's what you get for waving your vagina around. And, and Kay says that it was a month and a half, two months. She's not someone who sleeps with someone quickly. She can't have sex with someone she doesn't have a connection with. Listen, guys, that's not my ministry. And I'm not, and I don't apologize for that. I, I cannot imagine getting to know someone for two fucking months and then fucking them. And then realizing you cannot be with them physically. There is no point in me getting to know you if we are not going to connect physically. And I do understand that there are ways where you can walk through and and get to know each other physically and and like make that work. There's only so much of making that work I'm going to be able to do with you. And so I am a (laughs) full, I am a proponent of fucking. Okay. Like I'm not saying that we should be, we should be like inside. You shouldn't be inside me. And I'm like, Hey, what's your name? But (sighs) I, I'm not, I, life is short. I have only got so much time on this earth. Sir, madam, do you want to fuck? <laughs> do you want to have sex? Do you? I like, it, I don't, and Ayanla, if I, so if I was on Ayanla's couch and she was like, you were having sex too fast. I would have been like, Ayanla, I was having sex as fast as I desired to have sex. I have sex, I've had sex with as many people as I would like to have sex with who also want to have sex with me. Consent is the thing. But, so, I don't know what you're getting at, but you can get off of it. Because, I, but, you know, Karuchi had the real conversation, had had for her what she wanted to fucking hear. I can't have, I know, I have a friend who literally can't have an orgasm unless she's in love. She ain't had one in a really fucking long time. Over a decade. And she's dating and stuff. And I'm like, but... (sighs) So... (sighs) Like... I, no, no, I, guys, if you're not having orgasms, um, and I'm speaking to women here, um, because this is not a problem usually for people with penises. If you are not having orgasms, um, and you are having sexual intercourse, I want you to stop having sexual intercourse and take a break. And... Let's revisit why you're not having orgasms and go and move back to that. Um, 
having sex for functional sake without, and I'm not saying you can enjoy sex without orgasms, right? You can. You can absolutely fucking do that. But your pleasure should be your most important, should be your goal in this. That you have an experience in which you are pleasured as well as the other person, but also you. You. You, 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 you. And I know the idea is like, oh, I'll, I'll like focus on their pleasure and I'll focus on mine. Girl, that's not how people do it. A lot of people don't do it that way. Okay? So when I asked her, I was like, so, uh, do you just fall in love a lot? And she's like, no. So she's only been in love like twice. She's dated many, she's straight, she's dated many, many women. And so she's just out here kind of enjoying sex sometimes. Girl, you got to take off your clothes. You There's a lot of cleaning to be done. There's a lot of grooming to be done. For all that, you mean you kind of enjoy it sometimes? Girl, be celibate. And I also don't think she masturbates. Girl, why am I talking about this? Guys, orgasms. Go for them. And if you're not having them, you need to, like, reconfigure your life. Uh, you should not be giving other people orgasms and, you're, and you don't have a chance of getting one. That, I guess that's the, that's, the, that's the long and the short of it. And I'm not saying, like, obviously there are times when people are givers and times when people are takers. Got it. But it can't be the norm. It can't be the norm. And one more thing. Sex is can be a stress reliever. Sex can be... Um, a good way to get out, pent up, like emotions and things like that. Sex is good. Sex is healthy. Do it. And, 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 and really prioritize your pleasure. Really do that. Especially if you are a woman, especially because our pleasure is often not. But do not have sex with people who do not prioritize your pleasure, and you and you set the example by doing it first. Um, you know, you know, Karuchi explains she had never been cheated on before. Chris Brown, I don't believe that. Uh, I just don't. I, she she talks about how she's only slept with. Um, she can count on one finger the people that she slept with, uh, one hand the people she slept with. She's 27. Sure, fine. This is, I don't care. I don't care. Sleep with as many or as little people as you want to. I really don't care. I'm not giving you a cookie for that. I, I'm, I'm not. But when Ayanla asked her, what did your mom teach you about relationships with men? She says that they never had that conversation. Well, it, it doesn't have to be a conversation. What did you learn by looking at her? What did you... Her mother's Vietnamese. Her father is African-American. She kind of grew up with her Vietnamese mother and uh, her mother, her Jamaican godmother. Um, I don't know why that's like... I, I'm assuming they all live together. Maybe that's why she mentions it like that. Either that or she's been doing a Jamaican accent at some point and she's trying to prove why she... Girl, I was talking... I was just thinking about how my little white son is going to be on fucking TikTok or blip blop or whatever the fuck is coming will be, will be around when it's his turn to be, when he finally gets internet access. Um, 
pretending to be black and showing a picture of me being like, see, I told you I was black. Bro, what am I going to do when he's out here black fishing? What am I going to do when he's out here? He already looks like Sean King, guys. He looks like Sean King. He, he, especially he gets his little black haircut and he gets, and he gets his glasses on. Baby, people, I guess I'm gonna have to like stitch with his TikTok and be like, guys, he's not black. He's not black. He's adopted. I don't know why he's doing that. He's not allowed to say the N word. I don't let him say the N word. I don't know where he got this from. Y'all see him saying the N word. Please call me immediately so I can come pick him up because this, no, 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 no. He's not black. He's not black. I'm going to have to like, I'm not going to let him do that. I'm not going to let him do that. Right is right and wrong is wrong all day, every day and twice on Sundays. I am not going to let him do that. But jeez, jeez. Why am I talking about that? Oh, I, I maybe Karuchi has been mentioning her Jamaican godmother because she's been doing like some Miss Cleo stuff. And I did a Miss Cleo episode. It was on the bonus episode. So again, on the Patreon, you guys should listen to it. Um... Maybe she's doing Miss Cleo, like, Jamaican fake accent or whatever. And then she was like, I have a Jamaican godmother. I don't know. Um, but even if you never had that conversation, she showed you something. Kids learn by watching. Kids are all up in your shit. Kids know everything about you. They know even the shit you never told them. They know everything about you. I remember being in a Facebook group with someone who was talking about the reason they don't get divorced is because... Um, they don't want their kid to like be affected. And I'm like, what makes you think your kid doesn't know all about your relationship? Cause they do. They know when you have sex, they know, they know what it looks like when you guys fight. They know everything about you. And that's, if they're, that's even if they're not like me who went through all my kids, my parents shit all the time. I'm assuming there's some children who don't do that, but I went through my parents shit constantly. I knew Shit about them, they had no idea I knew. But that's just observing, being in the back seat. Being in the back seat. Today, um, a Tony, Tony, Tony song comes on. Came on. I think it was, uh, It Never Rains in Southern California. And, you know, when my kid's in a car, I play Kids Bop. Because my youngest, Bear Bear, is still at the stage where he's going to replace things. He he repeats things. He's not quite... He's not quite there with, like, being able to hear things without repeating them. So we're in Kids Bop. When I got the three older ones in there, we listen to whatever. But Mr. Curtis don't like Kids Bop. And so when he's in there, I play, like... I play old head music. You know? And so I was playing Tony, 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 and we were singing It Never Rains in Southern California to each other. And Bunny goes, this is your song. I was like, what? And she's like, this song comes on whenever we're in the car together and you guys always sing to each other. You always, she, and I'm sure we do, but she knows things about our relationship that we haven't articulated to each other. So, even if she never had that conversation, she taught you all kinds of things. You just learn by seeing. Your kids know all, they know 
what makes you happy in your relationship, what makes you sad, they fucking know. And if that makes you uncomfortable, then you need to re-examine your relationship. You need to do better. If you, if you are uncomfortable with the idea that your children see what you do in your in your relationships, and that includes platonic and romantic, and they see what you're doing and you wish and you don't want them to know or to learn what you're teaching them, then reevaluate what you're doing. Um, they, so Ayanla says something. She uses this phrasing a lot. I see sense feel. She says, I see sense feel that you're a daddy, daddy less daughter. Um, I don't know if she actually sees, senses, and feels that. I she might have been told that because I think, um, they get background on everybody. But I mean, it's also not hard to see that either. Uh, Karuchi says he was around but not consistent. He lied. He didn't show up when he said he was going to. And uh, Ayana was like, "Yeah, he lied. He broke your heart, just like Chris." And and I mean, this is very simple, simplistic, but it's true too that. We model the relationships we grew up with. We model what what we think love looks like. What the opposite gender of you, if you're heterosexual, I think, I think uh, this is not cut and dry for everyone, but it is very it, for many heterosexual women. Um, what the men in your life act like with you greatly affects what you think is okay in your romantic relationships. It's true. Karuchi says she's working on learning from previous mistakes and moving forward. She might date another public figure, but she's not going to limit herself to money and status. Listen, I don't think anything's wrong with Karuchi dating rich and powerful men with status. I don't think that anything's wrong with that. I think that there is an exchange of goods between people um, in relationships more often than we would like to admit. There is an exchange of things. And Karuchi is a model actress that, like, come on. She is someone who, who she is going to be. I, I, I don't know her at, and I don't know her name because I don't know anybody's shit on TikTok. There's a girl on there. Who is always like. She's always cosplaying like men. On bad dates she's been on. And she'll talk. And I saw one today that made me laugh so fucking hard. Because he was like. I'm not trying to look for gold diggers. Because you make. You know I make like $32,000 a year. And. Uh, like you can't help but laugh. You know what I mean. And. He's like. Uh. I want a woman who's wife material and I know what a wife is. Even though I've never seen a successful relationship in my life, I have my mother's last name. and <laughs> But I've been watching YouTube videos and that's what I know what a wife, like, come on, man. And, but these are the type of people that act like relationships are not some sometimes a tit for tat, an exchange of power and status. And she's a beautiful young woman. Lives in LA. And she's. 
I'm not saying she's not going to date a truck driver. I'm just saying that we will be very surprised. So, uh, she talks about how she's been going to church. She's like, no, I haven't been going to church because I'm going through bad times. And then Ayala says, sometimes we hit rock bottom. We realize that God made the rock and church is the place we go to sit on the rock. What the fuck are you talking about, Ayala? The church is the place you go to sit on the rock. You see, this is the type of shit. If I was the type of person that was walking around with a devotional Bible and a prayer cloth, that shit would get me. Because I'd be like, that's deep. But because she's not speaking my language right now, I'm like, what the fuck? I, if I had to guess, I think she's saying that like, sometimes bad things happen because the universe or the, the, there's something we need to learn from it. And sometimes, and church is a good place to go and like learn about the, I, girl, I don't know. I tried. I don't know. Ayala tells her not to ignore her scar tissue. Um, and what this has done and, and the places that she heals and the scar tissue that comes around that you not ignore it because without a test, you don't have a testimony, which is a thing religious people say. Um, they end talking about how she's a real life, a real flesh and blood person. And she withstood some things that people, that the people talking about her couldn't. And I agree. Like, Again, I, I, there's no, I would have died when I flipped on that fucking TV and saw him sitting there with Rihanna being like, did this motherfucker just say he had to run out for batteries and he's at the fucking Lakers game? I, but listen, what I tell myself all my life, things have been trying to kill me (laughs) all my life. I, nothing and nothing succeeded yet. All my life, I've gotten through situations and people and things that that didn't work out or that hurt me or that or that left scars on me. And I'm still fucking here. And fuck you. That's what that's what I say. I'm still here. You thought you thought that was the last you were gonna see with me? Fuck you. Here I am. And so I think that it, I you know I think Ayana gave her good Ayana gave her good advice in that and that like. Uh, do not ignore the scar tissue. There's things to be learned here and do not be scared of it because you made it through. Um, did Ayanla fix anyone's life here? No, <laughs> I don't think so. No, 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 no. Now, guys, you know, I should have mentioned this back when I was mentioning how Chris Brown is not sorry and is not changing and has not looked inward and has not grown. Um, she had to get a restraining order against him. She had to, like a permanent, and it's really hard to get a permanent fucking restraining order against people. Well, I don't, I let, let me not say that, but a permanent restraining order against people, there has to be like pretty good evidence that it's necessary. Getting a temporary one, I think is, is generally pretty easy. Um, depending easy. These are relative words I'm using. Getting a, what I'm trying to say, let me, because words mean things. It's more common to get a temporary restraining, restraining order than a permanent, okay? But she's got a permanent one. He was threatening her. He had punched her in the stump. He, like, in the, like, the court docs, it said something about him punching her. Um, she had uh, text and voicemails from him threatening her and shit. And, you know, like, guys, like...
Yeah, like, she's fortunate to be out of that relationship. She's fortunate that she didn't talk herself into staying there. Um, And sometimes it takes a few tries and sometimes it takes, like, some shit to happen for you to get out of those situations. But, yeah, I, I fear for anyone that's in a close relationship with Chris Brown, including his kids. And I, like... Karuchi, I think she was good at Claws. I'm going to go rewatch that. I think she was good at Claws. She's been, isn't she on, she's on a couple things. I think she's going to be like a real Rita Ora. You know what I mean? Rita Ora. All right, let me, let me take that back. Because Rita Ora had, had, Rita Ora had a couple of bops. Um, one that was in like an Apple commercial that I, that I was like, what is this? And I turned out, I, like, I like this song. Listen, I don't know what Rita Ora is doing besides threesomes. I don't know what the fuck she doing. Um, besides, uh, blocking Rob Kardashian. I don't know what she's doing, but I think Karicha is going to be something like that. I think she's going to end up probably with an athlete. I think she just broke up with an athlete. I don't know what Victor Cruz does, but sounds like an athlete to me. Um, I think she's going to end up a rich man's wife. Um, I think she's always, like, I think she's she's always going to be someone for, like, a, a style competition on Fuse Network, you know? Um, I, I think that's, that's what she's, she's just going to be someone we always know, you know? But, fortunately, she hasn't gotten back together with Chris, and that's good. That's excellent. She lives in, she says she lives in L.A., she's from L.A., She's gonna, she's gonna, like, that's where he's at. And she's gonna see him. She's not leaving. So, um, but she mostly maintains her distance from him, which I think they have to because of her training order. All right, guys, that's it. Sorry about, like, I feel like this one was a little out of all over the place, mostly because I had to keep stopping to attend to things. It's like almost two o'clock in the morning. Um, I had to keep stopping to attend to things because it took me almost four hours to, to record this because uh, I had to do that. And then I get on like TikTok or something and watch like 30 minutes of TikTok and be like, oh, was I recording a podcast? Ugh. Next week, I think it's going to be a, a little, I'm going to, I'm either going to do um, Evelyn Lozada or I'm going to do the 34, uh, the, the man with 34 kids or whatever else I choose. I'm going to figure it out. But I'll see you guys next week. Later.